the San Francisco Experience podcast. Brought to you by Jim Herlihy. Independent commentary from the Silicon Valley, California perspective for a global audience. Featuring newsmakers, thought leaders, and authors. Season 20, Episode 8. Carnival. Celebrating San Francisco's Hispanic heritage through music and dance. Talking with Rodrigo Duran. Our guest today is Rodrigo Duran, Executive Director of Carnival San Francisco. Founded in 1978, this year marks the 45th anniversary for the two-day extravaganza. The theme for 2023 is 45 years of music and movement. Hi, Rodrigo, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Rodrigo, tell us about yourself. I am a native uh, San Franciscan, born and raised in the Mission District. Both my parents came from Mexico separately in the early 80s. They met here in San Francisco. My mom actually worked at the famous El Farolito. Uh-huh home of the super burrito that's Uh another conversation and they got involved with aztec dancing it's a traditional indigenous form of dance and prayer and they began doing that here in san francisco in 1989 my mom was fully pregnant with me on a float in may (laughs) i was born yeah, it's Carnival. I was born in July. Uh-huh. So my mom was in a full Aztec regalia on a float on the parade route. And so I was, I'm really a Carnival baby. Carnival. You know, I went to school here in San Francisco, was involved in the arts, did my studies in San Diego, traveled a bit abroad, and came back to San Francisco to home sweet home and got involved with Carnival. What a great story. So you're actually a second-generation carnivalista. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm impressed. Rodrigo, Carnival has become one of the Bay Area's premier events celebrating Hispanic culture. 15% of San Francisco's population identifies as Hispanic, primarily Mexican, Salvadoran, Nicaraguan, Guatemalan, and Puerto Rican. And according to the 2020 census, 39% of California's population identifies as Hispanic or Latino. Tell us about the history of Carnival San Francisco. Carnival is unique here in San Francisco because of the melting pot that existed in the 60s, 70s, through the civil rights movement, through the arts movement, the LGBTQ, Black Panther movement. So San Francisco was an epicenter for different cultures, different music, different languages. And in 1978, there was a small block, a small celebration that happened in the Mission District that is really not well known. Uh-huh. You know, because most people in the Mission will fight and say that the carnival began in 1979 because they vividly remember Presida Park. Uh-huh. So... 78 was a small congregation of music, of dance, but really 1979 was when most people recall the beginning of their carnival experience in San Francisco. Uh So what happened there was a a collection of 
different dancers, different musicians, artists, activists from San Francisco, but also the Bay Area as a whole. The ones leading the carnival at that time in, in the early days were Adela Chu, who is of Afro-Chinese Panamanian descent, mm-hmm. and Marcus Gordon, who was African-American with roots in the West Indies, who brought a lot of the drumming aspect to Carnival. Uh-huh. Adela Chu brought a lot of the dance, the folklore. Mm-hmm. And so really Carnival was born out of this whole movement that existed in the Bay Area where people really wanted to affirm their cultures, take up space, highlight their dances, their rituals, their religions, their languages. And that's really what brought Carnival to life. And here we are. And here we are. About to celebrate 45 years. Well, tell us, what's on the agenda for Carnival 2023? Because this is your 45th anniversary. And as you said, you've given us a sense of the roots of Carnival. What's on the agenda for Carnival 2023? And first of all, let's start with the dates. What dates will Carnival 2023 be held? Carnival will be held on May 27 and 28th. We have our two-day festival that takes place on both days from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Harrison Street. And we have our Grand Parade only on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It goes around 24th Street and Mission from 9.30 in the morning to about 2 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Let's start with the Saturday event on Harrison Street. So how many blocks are on Harrison? Is Harrison Street closed down? Give us a sense of what of what attendees might expect when they come down to Harrison Street on Saturday, May 27th. So we refer to our festival as the Beast and our parade as the Beauty. Uh, okay. So let's start with this Beast. Okay. <laughs> so it's on Harrison Street between 24th and 16th Streets uh-huh. and also including the side streets in between. So we're lo- we're talking about Folsom to Alabama. All in all, we have 17 blocks that we activate on those both days. But starting on Saturday, we have over five stages, six DJ areas, 200 exhibitors, 50 food booths, colors, dancers, painters, you name it. That is the festival. And we just bring over... 300,000 people on both days of Saturday and Sunday to celebrate for free cultures and dances from around Latin America and the Caribbean. So you close down 17 blocks of San Francisco on Saturday and Sunday, May 27th and 28th, 300,000 people. That is quite an extravaganza. And of course, the end of May, that's probably when we have some of our best weather here in San Francisco. So give us a sense of who some of the artists will be performing on Saturday and Sunday. Give us a sense of who they are, where they come from. and So Saturday, we're having our two headliners perform. We have two main stages, one on 17th and Harrison, the other on 22nd and Harrison. And one of them is from Colombia. They're called La Sonora Dinamita. Uh-huh. And they are a household name in Latino families. Uh-huh. They play wonderful cumbia music, and they've been around for about 30 years. 
So they bring with them generations of music and people that follow and listen to this beautiful music. On the other side, the other stage, our headliner will be Los Van Van, and they're coming directly from Cuba. Uh-huh. And so we had to work out the visa process way in advance to ensure that we can have this beautiful 10-piece Cuban timba folkloric band to participate here at Carnival's Festival. And they've been around for over 20 years. So both headliners have this long trajectory of giving out great music to the people. Now, for the benefit of some of our listeners who may not be familiar with with these terms, tell us the difference between cumbia, that style of music. I'm familiar with that. We lived in Ecuador, which of course is a, mm. a neighbor of Colombia, so I'm familiar with it. But tell us about the tradition of cumbia versus the kind of music that we're going to hear from the Van Van coming from Cuba. Los Van Van, they've revolutionized the sound in Cuba. In Cuba, they don't call what we consider salsa music, salsa. There it's called timba, and they have different forms and rhythms of music that they they incorporate, they mix, they blend. And so to say that there's specifically one type of music is is, uh, for Les Van Van would do them like a dishonor because Uh they bring a lot of folkloric African beats, Mm. uh, beats and music that come from like the religious practices in Cuba that stem from West Africa, which are the Orishas. So there's this drumming element, there's music, and of course, the voice and the chorus. A lot of their music is around like black power, Afro descendant power, and really, they're fun. Uh Yes, they talk about these movements, you know, as a people. But it's about having fun at the end of the day because that's the best way to engage anyone, right? How do you find out about other people's triumphs, people's struggles, and celebrations? Well, through music, it's a great way to communicate. Absolutely. And then, now now tell us about the Colombian group, Sonora de Dinamita Sonora. Tell us about that. Wow. Well, they have so many hits. And me personally, I grew up on them. Uh-huh. I grew up listening to their music. So I can I can probably sing you five or six, and I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they bring a lot of joy, a lot of it, where whenever you go to a Latino wedding, quinceañera, baptism, you will hear La Sonora Dinamita played. So we'll just leave it at that because a lot of folks are going to come excited to see that band play live. So these two headliner bands the band from Cuba, the band from Colombia, they're going to be on their own stages and they'll be playing throughout the day, Saturday and Sunday, May 27th and May 28th. Is that correct? They are headliners. So they will be both playing, like you said, on separate stages on Saturday, May 27th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. So you have to make a tough decision. Are you Team Cumbia Colombia or are you Team Timba Cuba? <laughs> You're gonna have, you have from now till May uh, 27th to decide. I see. And then, so in addition to the headliners, I assume you're going to have other great bands performing uh, over bo- uh, over two days. Can you share with some of the names of the other bands that you're going to have too? Yeah. So what we pride ourselves in, we are a community organization. We're a nonprofit. But we pride ourselves in creating this free celebration that 
highlights our local artists and our local bands. And so we have a whole schedule lined up with bands from all over the Bay Area to perform on both stage, on all the stages, actually. So we're talking about from the Community Music Center in San Francisco with children and youth, right? Uh All the way to Ocantoye, which is a traditional Cuban group, to Vallenato, which is more folkloric Colombian music, to Son Cubano. So we have a a wide uh, array of different bands that go from north central to south america and there will be also some mexican tejano kind of music too oh definitely Uh you know not very common because in the carnival spirit for the most part people want some of that tropical sound right yes salsa that that soca that samba the three s's right Uh and so uh, the corridos plays but it's not the forte per se in this celebration Uh uh-huh Let's move on to the parade, because the parade is going to take place on Sunday. So give us a recap again of the route of the parade, the time of the parade, and some of the floats and some of your sponsors, and uh, just give us a sense of what the parade is is about, because a lot of people may just be focused on the parade to bring their kids and their family and to party at the parade. So talk to me about the parade itself. The parade is the, the beauty Oh, that's the beauty. We've uh, we've it's done the, the beast. Beauty. Let's talk about the beauty. Okay. Let's talk about the beauty. The parade route is 20 blocks long, so that's mm-hmm. about two miles. It's not an easy feat. I've done it many, many years, and I've done it not only through my parents' Aztec dance group, but yeah. I've I've been blessed to be uh, to have been exposed to Brazilian culture, to Puerto Rican culture, and so on and so forth. And so, it, you know, it takes a whole year to practice and, and kind of get to get ready for that celebration. It'll be happening on, only on Sunday, May 28th, from 9.30 in the morning all the way to about 2 p.m. We'll have the last of the comparsas. So we use the term comparsas as opposed to contingent. You know, in the English language, a contingent is very broad. It can be a dance group. It can be someone just walking, a, a political group on a parade route. But when we use the word comparsa, which is a Spanish word, and it's mainly brought from Cuba, it's a group that dances. Uh-huh. So they, they, the, the, they are there for a specific reason. And so we use the term comparsas because no one just walks around in car. Not even our sponsors walk around. We tell them, we need music, we need dance. And so they, they join the fun. Mm-hmm. And so we have about 60 comparsas in the parade, uh-huh. again, representing the 23 Latin American and Caribbean countries, they they bring family members from all over there, some even from, from Latin America, to participate in the celebration. Uh-huh. We're talking about 2,000 artists just in the parade. That doesn't include the people that are seeing the spectators, which add up to about close to, depending on the year, fifty to 100,000 people that participate in watching. So 2,000 dancers and Mm -hmm. 50 to 100,000 spectators. Correct. And of course, as we said, this is at the end of May, May 27th and 28th, when typically we have some of our best weather here in San Francisco. So it sounds as though it's going to be a a terrific weekend, and particularly the parade on Sunday, the uh, May 28th. Correct. And who are some of your, your sponsors for the parade? Well, we have to thank the city for 
supporting Carnival San Francisco on a yearly basis, grants for the arts, for example, mm-hmm. the San Francisco Arts Commission, the Office of Economic and Workforce Development here in San Francisco. We have sponsors like that that make this parade possible every year. Calle 24, the Latino Cultural District, mm-hmm. is also a proud partner, the Mission Merchants Association. They support us by you know promoting the event, uh, funding the event, and being part of it. We rely on over... 300 volunteers on both days to make the celebration happen. Mm-hmm. And so they also support us in that way, and we're really appreciative. Take a moment, Rodrigo, and tell our listeners about Calle 24 and the Latino Cultural District here in the Mission District. The Latino Cultural District, Calle 24, the nonprofit organization and also a cultural district. They exist to highlight and support the Latino cultural assets in San Francisco's historic Latino cultural district. What do I mean by assets? We're talking murals, we're talking artists, festivities, buildings, residents, so really the the, the entire community uh, because they understand that if any of those elements disappear, it'll impact everyone as a whole. So if the arts, if art institutions die out or move out of the district, you know, an, an aspect of San Francisco, really, and the mission disappears. Mm-hmm. So they ensure that those cultural assets stay present in the mission. Uh-huh. And so Calle 24 essentially is the year-round entity that keeps the culture alive and vibrant and creative throughout the year. And then, of course, comes together for for Carnival, the two days of Carnival, kind of the summit, if you will, of, of Hispanic celebration of uh, culture. Yeah. And, and, and the Latino Cultural District is the neighborhood with the most festivities in all of San Francisco. And so I'm referring to Cinco de Mayo, the lowrider cruises. We're referring to Cesar Chavez, Festival Parade, not all of which we produce. And so really we're Carnival is part of this network Uh of celebrations and entities that keep the culture alive here. Uh Throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Rodrigo. Is there any other additional information you'd like to share with our listeners regarding Carnival? Because it sounds like a terrific event over those uh, over those two days, May 27th and May 28th. Any additional information you'd like to share with the listeners? Join us. You know, this 45th anniversary is, is a reflection of all of us here in San Francisco and the Bay Area. All the things that we love, all the things that we're proud of. Carnival San Francisco is a reflection of that. We've kept multiculturalism alive. We've kept families together. We've educated our neighborhoods about what this world can offer. So I welcome all the listeners to join us. We welcome you all specifically also to be volunteers. We can't do this without you. And if you have a knack for dance, come on out and become a dancer and be part of this Carnival Familia. In terms of volunteers, do you have a, tell us about your website and how any listeners who want to volunteer, how they can get in contact with you. 
listeners can go on our website, carnivalsanfrancisco.org. Carnival is spelled in Spanish, C-A-R-N-A-V-L, sanfrancisco.org. The application to volunteer is there. People can also go on our social media platforms to find more information and to apply to be a volunteer or a dancer or a vendor. On Facebook, we are at Carnival San Francisco. On Instagram, we are at Carnival SF. You can find us on LinkedIn as well and Twitter. And so, Rodrigo, do volunteers still have time to, to sign up? Because we're, we're, what, six, seven weeks away from, from the big days. Yeah, no, volunteers can sign up right now. We will have their shirt ready. We'll provide food, and the music is going to be all around them. So they're going to have a good time. That sounds very exciting. Once again, Rodrigo, I want to thank you for joining us today to talk about Carnival 2023 and look forward to seeing you there again. The two days are Saturday, May 27th, Saturday, May 28th. And give us your website again so our listeners can take note of that again. It's carnivalsanfrancisco.org. Okay, you heard that, listeners, from the executive director of Carnival San Francisco. That's carnivalsanfrancisco.org. Once again, Rodrigo, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you there in the Mission District on May 27th and 28th. Thank you. And for our listeners, today's episode is number 393 as we continue to mark our third anniversary. The San Francisco Experience can be heard on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, 19 podcast platforms in total with listeners in 65 countries. This has been the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy, coming to you from San Francisco.